We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up? It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. Alongside me is Chris Biederman. Not technically alongside me. He's in Santa Clara. I am at my home in Oakley. So we're digitally alongside each other. We were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about on the midweek pod, and then all this Deshaun Watson news popped up. If you are unfamiliar with that news, we will get to it in the podcast, and we will try and decide whether Deshaun Watson is going to be a member of the 49ers next season. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. All right, Chris, let's just get into this. Uh, I'm going to skip all the pleasantries and jokes about beating the heat because it's freezing cold outside. Deshaun Watson is unhappy with the Houston Texans, and Twitter is exploding. That's super surprising. No no the, 49er fan ever reacts to the potential of a big-name free agent or trade target on Twitter. The internet is does not happen down. ever. Just a total meltdown happening. And so we decided, <laughs> hey, we're going to jump on and talk about it. If you're not caught up, uh, there's a there's a big story in it uh, from Adam Schefter on ESPN, but Ian Rappaport summed it up like this on Twitter, quote, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is, is extremely unhappy with the organization after owner Cal McNair informed him he would be involved in the GM and coach hiring process and provide feedback, but then did neither in the hire of GM Nick Casario, sources say. Deshaun Watson has not spoken to Texans brass in the last few days, though they have tried to call him. 
This has nothing to do with the actual hire of Nick Casario. It has to do with the process. And then Albert Breer also reported that Watson wanted or was advocating for Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy to be Houston's head coach. Houston has not even interviewed him. So that's where that is at. And it's leading to all this speculation that Deshaun Watson might demand a trade. Uh, none of that is on the table yet, but uh, there's some smoke. And so I think it's worth discussing. Yeah, it's worth discussing because when, you know, Kyle Shanahan says he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be his quarterback in 2020, but leaving the caveat that he would be willing to look for an upgrade, this is an upgrade basically on every single level, right? Like not just not just from a production standpoint. I mean, Deshaun Watson led the NFL in passing yards with, with 4,800 over yeah, four, I, know. I bet on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, congrats to you. Um, only seven picks this year. Uh, the lowest uh, pick rate of his career. He was sacked 49 times and was still third in the NFL in adjusted net yards per attempt, which is completely bananas. That's so um, crazy. He is probably, like, if you're to have a draft um, of all the players in the league, I mean, he's definitely top five. Is he top three? No, I don't. I don't think he's top three. But Mahomes I, is first. Who are you? Who's who? Are you picking second? I'm guessing Russell Wilson is probably in there. Okay. Um. Anyway, he's he's one of the five best players in the league, right? Or like hey, one he of the, might be top three. Now that I'm really thinking about it, he's 25 years old. Yeah. Um. He's been in the league four seasons his production's been ridiculous he completed 70 percent of his passes this year um he can run for touchdowns he's a team leader um all of those things and so you know and then there's the financial component of it too to where you know if you're trading for him you're getting houston to eat a bunch of dead money you're making up for that by giving them draft picks and then you're paying him what twenty million dollars, or how much money would the 49ers save uh, if so, they brought so in Watson over Garoppolo? Next year, they'd save about nine million. So it makes sense on just about every level, and you think about it, like that's. But by the way, real quick, just I'll just get to his contract stuff now. Yeah, four years, hundred and fifty-six million dollar extension signed last year. It kicks in next year, hundred and ten million guaranteed. His cap hit in twenty-one would be fifteen point nine. In 2022, it jumps to 40.4. In 2023, it jumps to 42.4, then 37.4 the next year. And then the final year in 2025, it would be 32 million. A note, he will be 29 years old at the end of that deal. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, if if I were running the 49ers, I would just trade for him now and worry about the, the salary cap stuff later. That's, yeah. Right, I mean, it's, and, and the thing to me, See, here's what's most interesting about it, and and our our friend Nick Wagner pointed this out in our group chat, that Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause in that contract throughout the right. life of it through right. 2025. So what that means is that Deshaun Watson could not only demand a trade, but he could pick exactly where he wanted to go. Yeah. So if Deshaun Watson wanted to go to the 49ers, that could absolutely happen, right? Like Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk. Um, listed out all the teams that 
could potentially trade for him. The Patriots, Steelers, Colts, Raiders, Broncos, Washington, Eagles, Bears, Lions, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, like Buccaneers. all the teams but the Chiefs and Seahawks. Right, but if, <laughs> like, I'm looking at this list knowing that Kyle Shanahan's probably one of the three or four best offensive coaches in the league, play callers, yeah. play designers, whatever, could, ha, has proven that he can make it work with quarterbacks of differing skill sets, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. if they brought in Deshaun Watson, it would not be the same offense they'd be running with Jimmy Garoppolo. No. It would probably be a lot more explosive plays downfield, which I think Kyle Shanahan would love to get um, a quarterback who can do that. I think it would look way more like the 2016 Falcons offense. Right. With yeah. a mobile quarterback. Right. Um, does Deshaun Watson want to play for Bill Belichick? I don't know. Uh, Steelers, I, I mean, I'm looking at this list, and the point is the 49ers, based on where they're at from a roster construction standpoint and all the stars that they have, albeit coming off this season where they were super injured, I mean, this is a team that was just in the Super Bowl last year. They're bringing a lot of those guys back. Mm-hmm. They have more weapons offensively now. Um, than they did at that point because Brandon Ayuk is in the mix now. Um, you have Debo Samuel will be in his third season next year, presumably a lot better as a rookie, and hopefully for the 49ers' sake, far healthier than he was this season. Just looking at all those factors, if you're Deshaun Watson and you're trying to pick where you want to go, I mean, I think the 49ers would have a, have a great case against all these other teams as being like a desirable destination, right? Agreed. Um so that's the interesting part about this is if Deshaun Watson wants to come to the 49ers and demands a trade, then because he has a no trade clause, that potentially could depress the the asking price. Because, you know, if if you were to to open up the the trade talks to all 31 other teams mm-hmm. and had a bidding war among all those teams, the price would be astronomical, right? But if there's only one team in the mix to trade for him, then there's no bidding war. It's just a negotiation between the 49ers and the Texans. Right. And so it's, it's it wouldn't be something where the Texans can just... The Texans kind of screwed themselves by giving Watson the no-trade clause. Because mm-hmm. if he demands a trade, like he very well might, um, then, you know, he, he basically picks where he wants to go. And if it's the 49ers, then it's then it's pretty like it's pretty easy to see how this thing could happen and you're probably not giving up you know four first round draft picks and three seconds and all of that mm-hmm. stuff which is what it it might take if there were a bidding war throughout the entire NFL so for me like this is a slam dunk scenario if Watson does demand that trade and if he does want to come to the 49ers and obviously those are two big ifs and the Texans obviously have to be willing to do a trade but the thing is in the nfl when star players want to get traded they generally get traded like they hold out deshaun watson's got a ton of money already he can handle the fines from you know missing offseason programs and all that like if he wants out of there if your franchise quarterback wants out or it just no matter the position right like jalen ramsey uh khalil mack like See, but all i think these, i i i, I I Go think ahead. the quarterback aspect changes a lot of that. Because if you're if if Khalil Mack wants out of Oakland, the Raiders can say, Great, we'll take two firsts and a second or whatever it was from the Bears. See you later. We'll figure out our pass rush. 
Uh, Jalen Ramsey, the Jags trade him and say, we'll figure out cornerback. You don't trade a guy that you know can be a franchise quarterback. Like That just right. doesn't happen. But if he wants out, you might not have a choice. Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess. If he's going to be willing to incur all the fines, uh, then then sure. Yeah, I I just think, you know, the 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 way, and we and we mentioned this before coming on, but with Nick Casario now, the former Patriots um, personnel executive, now in the GM role, the Patriots typically operate like the team ahead of everybody. There's no player that's that's worth putting ahead of the team. Um, and they will do whatever they need to do to put the rest, the best roster on the field as possible. Right. So like if Nick Casario operates with, you know, the same mindset as Bill Belichick when it comes to players and just says, yeah, we're not, we're not dealing with any of this bullshit. We're going to, we're just going to move on and we're going to rebuild this thing from the ground up and it's going to be a long-term rebuild. Watson doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to play for the coach that we hire. Fine. Um, we're going to recoup our draft picks and have all this cap space because his contract's no longer on the books and then move forward from there. That might be something that, that they just have to do if Watson does not want to play for them. Um, but obviously but, the 49ers aren't the only team that could potentially be in this mix. Yeah, and we also never saw Bill Belichick, and again, we saw Bill Belichick trade Chandler Jones early and all these other players right. letting him go. Uh, to pick up comp picks, like that's a big part of the Patriots thing, is picking up those compensatory picks. And we never saw them with a 27-year-old Tom Brady, 25-year-old Tom Brady, going, right. "Yeah, I want out." You know, we didn't. We never saw that. We saw him. We saw Belichick say, "Hit the pike" to a 41-year-old Tom Brady. Right. But this. So this is. That's why this situation is just kind of unprecedented. Like we were talking about it before the podcast. Like, can you remember, like we see this in the NBA all the time. Anthony Davis and the Pelicans a couple years back said, I'm not signing anywhere except the Lakers. So trade me there or, you know, I'm not signing with whatever team I get traded to sort of forcing the Pelicans hand, making him, making them trade him to LA. And that's something we, you don't really see from players in the NFL we see them hold out and as you as you mentioned earlier push teams to trade them but it's so rare you see it from a quarterback yeah yeah I mean you know what you read about the Texans it hasn't sounded like a very functional franchise for a very long time right right the Bill O'Brien thing was a mess the fact that Bill O'Brien operated as both their head coach and general general manager was a mess um, there's the story about, oh man, I forget where I read it, but there was a story about sort of the most important people in that organization. And there was a former, um, a former team chaplain in new England that somehow like usurped all this power in this power vacuum with Houston. And that's, that hasn't been going awesome. And, and now they sort of, you know, push this Casario hiring without giving Watson any input after saying, apparently they would give him input. Um, you know, JJ Watt hasn't been thrilled with, with the way things have gone there and has been pretty open about that particularly. And, and a lot of that probably has to do with Bill O'Brien, but the point stands like, you know, 
Watson could... I mean, you look at the way Houston is operating. If you're Deshaun Watson, you're trying to win Super Bowls, right? And you you have to believe in your organization to win a Super Bowl. Because winning a Super Bowl takes the entire football organization to do it. It's not just like a few star players and you do it. There has to be an infrastructure. There has to be a roster. There has to be star players at the right spot. There has to be a head coach. And what do the Texans have right now? They have a quarterback. And that's about it, right? And a left tackle that they traded. And a left tackle they're they're paying $22 million a year for because they had no leverage and they mortgaged the farm just to get it. Right. And even with him, Deshaun Watson was the second most sacked quarterback in the league this year behind Carson Wentz. Um, So, yeah. I mean, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, I am very intrigued because this to me is... Is per- it's perfect from from every angle, really. He's twenty five years old, so he's young. Give me. Um, hey, g- he's he's under contract for a long time, and if you bring him in, you're immediately one of the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. I think. Yeah, he's a kick ass twenty five year old quarterback under team control for the next two five years. Yeah, like that's 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 it. Give me. Is there any reason? the 49ers wouldn't do this. I, I mean, outside of, outside of, um, it becomes a bidding war and the jets say, we'll give you 50 first round picks. And it's just insane. Well, I saw somebody on Twitter say, what if the Jaguars offered up the number one pick? Sure. You know. If it, if it's right, if it's because I don't think the Texans would do it just for the number one, they would require a bunch more picks, but let's say that's what it is. And, and the right. 49ers just get, outside of that like is there a football reason you wouldn't do this i can't like i really i cannot think of one no i don't think so i really don't and maybe like he's from georgia maybe he wants to go play for the falcons sure right or maybe he want maybe he's fine with jacksonville because it's close to georgia hey and maybe he doesn't ask for a trade yeah maybe Maybe he he, john mcclain who's been who's been covering the texans for well, been covering sports in Houston for a million years. He's one of the most respected uh, f- football journalists within the circle of football journalists. I can I can speak to that. The Peter King of local beat reporters. Sure. Is that he tweeted? I've got a better chance of becoming the Texans' new head coach than Deshaun Watson has of being traded. Disagree. Yeah, I don't agree <laughs> with that. I don't but, agree with that. But I, his point is. It's not happening. We had Seth Payne on the midday show at 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. Radio station I work at. Don't think I've ever mentioned him. But he said he's a former defensive lineman for the for the Texans, now does morning radio out there. And we asked the percentage chance that Watson gets traded, and he said like less than 1%. So the rumblings in Houston are that this is a nothing burger, but... I feel like that's how it always starts locally. So, and I've had experience with this too, and this is sort of... Feels like the Harbaugh thing. Right, exactly. This is... Sometimes the local reporters are the last to catch on to the controversy because when you're close to something, you, you get the most access to all the spin. Right? So, like... 
you know, we the the beat reporters in, you know, and I was one of them in 2014. We're all waking up to the reports on Sunday mornings from um, Jake Laser or whatever saying the 49ers are going to fire Jim Harbaugh. And like, I don't see that because, you know, at that point I was very young. I wasn't plugged into anybody in the front office. I wasn't talking to enough people. And it was just kind of above my head. But it, but those reports and all of that talk and speculation was coming from national reporters before, mm-hmm. before it came out to, you know, the but before it became apparent to the local media people. And that was it was pretty apparent when it did. Right. Um. But that's how this stuff works. Like, if this messaging is out there to the national reporters, a lot of times that's very intentional. And so if Deshaun Watson's camp is leaking to, you know, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or um, Albert Breer that he wants to get dealt, then, like, I totally get get it from a standpoint of you cover the Houston Texans and you don't believe it because why would why on earth would the Texans trade away Deshaun Watson? The fact is, if Deshaun Watson really wants to get traded, that's really the only avenue you have because in the NFL, if a player isn't bought in, you can't there like there just isn't any way to keep him to keep him engaged to the point where you're going to you're going to get what you want out of a guy you're paying all that money to. Right. Right. Like if he wants out like he can he has a no trade clause, which means he has all the power. Right. And so, you know, like if he's there's no reason for him to demand a trade, hold out and then for Houston to be like, all right, Watson's holding out. We're going to move forward and we're going to keep him and. Like, right. no, there, there's no way you can just say, all right, we're going to roll into the season with our backup quarterback and, you know, especially 30, $40 million in cap space, just not here because Deshaun Watson said it's like you just got to trade the guy and especially you got to get what you can, especially if he says, I want to go to the 49ers and John Lynch calls and says, hey, we'll give you three first round picks for him and yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and something else like if if that happens like you said the texans are sitting there going okay well we can either take this awesome deal where we get a bunch of first round picks and you know start rebuilding and then they can spin their narrative to say it was watson's fault and this and that or as you pointed out you can sit there and go great we're going in with our backup quarterback and we're going to go in with our no draft picks because the texans don't have a first round pick i think for like three more years right maybe two more years now but they've basically just foregone the draft and would be a team that was rebuilding, if not for Deshaun Watson. Yep. Let's talk real quick about Blue Wire Hustle. Let's do it. It is an awesome program that I wish I had had when I was first getting into media podcasts. Podcasts weren't really a thing when I first got in to the the college radio game. (laughs) But... I wish a program like this was around because it's awesome. Let me tell you about it. Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everybody the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Chris, I feel like if you and I had just tried doing this podcast from the ground up, we would have stopped a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, part of what makes Blue Wire so appealing for us is the fact that they handle all of the back end stuff that, you know, the technical stuff, the publishing on the newsfeed, um, the artwork, the social media stuff. Like, there's a whole infrastructure that they 
handle for us where all we have to do is worry is is press record right um get our content out and they handle everything else um which is great which is why we love being on the network and i you know coming into media it would have been it would have been awesome to have an opportunity to to have that already set up and buy yes. into a program like blue wire hustle to to sort of get this thing started because Blue Wire is doing all of this backend stuff, and it's yep. really cool if you're good at talking about whatever you're interested in talking about, um, and and you just don't have the bandwidth or the time or whatever to to deal with all the yep. backend stuff. Blue Wire is doing that for you, so I think it's a really really unique opportunity and one I wish I had when um, you know a few years ago when I was coming up. Yeah, there are so many logistical hurdles to starting a podcast, and Blue Wire is going to take care of that. Hustle was created. Like I said, to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast, you haven't started one and you don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art. All the things Chris just talked about. You get personal cover art. You get Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters. You get access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. One day, Chris and I are going to be on those Q&As and it's going to be great. And I, I, I've, I've been told how to do that. We just got to jump in. And I think during the off season, that's something we're going to be a part of. Yeah, and on top of, on top of all that, we'll help you get your show started, pushed, uh, excuse me. We'll help you get your show started and pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all those listening platforms. And the best part is you get all this for just $15 a month. Just to give you an idea of what that is, that's roughly the same as a normal hosting site would charge you just for the setup to publish your podcast that yeah. doesn't include any additional resources that's 15 bucks and they're like great you can put your podcast here <laughs> yeah so, and, and also like podcasting is a it's already a very prominent part of sports media but it, mm -hmm. i think it's it, it's um its place is just going to keep growing right yeah, like okay. i'm in print media i know the realities of being in print media and all that and, and all that comes with that there's a reason why i'm in podcasting also yep right Same. so i i think it, you know it podcasting will have a very promising future and it already has a really solid present to start with so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to build and grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, just go to bwhustle.com join. You can also check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But again, that's bwhustle.com join. All right, so Deshaun Watson... I'm looking at the Texans' future draft picks. Um, it's not they great. Don't, they don't have a first and second this year mm -hmm. um, because of the Laramie Tunzel trade, but they do have their first in uh, in 2022. Ah, okay. So they haven't and, had a first for like three seasons, though. Yeah, and they man, that that pick this year conveyed to Miami. Miami went ten and six, and they get the, they're picking the, third. It's the insane. Third it's insane. God, so Houston, Houston could really use that pick. One anyway. of the things, one of the things Kyle Shanahan talked about in regards to Jimmy Garoppolo, he said Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy. If we're going to move on from Jimmy, we better have a pretty damn good upgrade. I feel like Deshaun Watson <laughs> fits that that He's description. The upgrade. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where it's not. I don't even think it's like Matt Ryan. No. I'm not sure it's Matthew Stafford, like in Kyle Shanahan's eyes. 
I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's talking about like, hey, if Deshaun Watson's on the table, that's a deal we're going to go explore. It's not yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Right. And that and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm with I'm very much with you in that, you know, a lot of people just want to make change for for the sake of for the sake of making a change. But I think, you know, Stafford's good. Um, but I think Stafford might be more lateral than a lot of people think. And that and that might be, you know, in terms of comparing him to Garoppolo, like moving moving a first round pick to get Stafford sure is an upgrade in arm talent and potentially durability and all of that. But like, you know, Stafford's turned the ball over a lot. He hasn't won very many games. Um, and I know, you know, quarterback play is independent of winning a lot of the time. Right. But um you know, I think a case could be made that a veteran like that is more of a lateral move um, than, you know, that like somebody like Watson, I just, I see no downside in it, really. Like, I, I honestly have no idea how likely it is. I think I might, I mean, if, if Kyle Shanahan is as, is viewed the way I think he's viewed in the league, based on my understanding of the league, I think he's viewed as one of the better coaches in the league. I think the 49ers are sort of a destination at this point because they contend, um, because they have, I mean, I don't know if players care about history, but they have a really good roster. They have a really good head coach. And if you're a quarterback looking at that offense with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, um, potentially Trent Williams at left tackle, um, you know, like that's, that could be a very intriguing intriguing scenario for somebody like Watson and if Watson you know like there there are some places where it's more special to win than others you know mm-hmm. like winning a Super Bowl as the 49ers starting quarterback is basically your ticket to the Hall of Fame right mm-hmm. and it's just different like if you win a Super Bowl in the Bay Area as a 49ers quarterback you are immediately up on the Mount Rushmore with the Steve Youngs, the Joe Montanas, the Steph right. Currys, the Barry Bonds, um, you know, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott. Like, that's right. That's sort of unique. I don't know how much Watson cares about that because, like I said, he is from the South, mm-hmm. um, and that's very far away, and, and he's obviously a younger guy, so he's pretty removed from, <laughs> from the 49ers right. history. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe that factors in, and, and maybe – he's somebody who wants to build a brand in Silicon Valley or whatever. Maybe sure. that matters. So maybe, and you know, there's a decent chance it doesn't matter at all. He just wants, maybe he just wants to go play for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the likelihood of it happening, if, if Deshaun wants Watson wants it to happen, I think would be, it, it would be a slam dunk decision for the 49ers. And if, you know, people say, well, they shouldn't give up three draft picks I mean, look, man, you, you already, the, the 40, the yeah, thing is with the Niners, for a franchise quarterback, you do that for a franchise quarterback, you do it, but you do it in the lens of, we already have a lot of talented guys at premium right. positions. Like right. we don't need first round picks, like three first round picks for a decade of Deshaun Watson. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's an easy, that's, that's, I'm usually very conservative when it comes to my NFL trades. Yeah. I'm usually like, keep your draft picks. That's cheap talent. You build that way. Uh, more sh- more shots at the dartboard is better than fewer. But when it comes to this specific situation, this 49ers roster and what Watson brings on the field, it is a if if it's three firsts and a player, I'm that's a thing I'm doing, and not even like dra- 
drive the player to the airport and I mean, hand deliver the envelope with the picks. I don't know how they do that. I don't know if it's like a computer thing or what. But and what I mean, what I don't know, but I what I don't know about Nick Casario specifically, but I do know just sort of in general, like everybody in New England loved Jimmy Garoppolo when he was there. Right. And so maybe Casario will be like, all right, we'll take Garoppolo. We'll take you two first round picks, two second round picks, and let's do it. Right. And I would, I would do it eight days a week if I were the 49ers. Yep. Because the differentiating aspect between Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo to me right now is Jimmy Garoppolo is the type of quarterback that you need to have ideal surroundings for. I think you need to have an elite defense and an elite running game, um, which the 49ers had in 2019, not coincidentally. Right. I think Deshaun Watson is the type of quarterback that no matter what team you have around him, you're going to be in the mix to win a Super Bowl. And obviously this season didn't go to plan, but the Texans were a dumpster fire. They ended up firing their coach. They went four and twelve. I mean, Watson in, in eleven and five, ten and five, uh, and then four and twelve this year. His first losing season. Yep. Um, just the numbers, man, are remarkable. I he's can't really, get over. He was sacked forty nine times and still third in the league in adjusted net yards per attempt. He's a really good player. Like that's, and that's the other thing is this isn't this isn't a first year, you know, project. This isn't. Oh, Joe Burrow looked pretty good as a rookie. Like this is this is a track record of taking some not so good teams to the playoffs and a lot of wins. I, and I, I just think... I, I, I I'm I if you have a good football reason not to do this, let us know on Twitter at Kyle A. Madsen and at Chris <laughs> Biederman, but I've I, I, I can't find one. Yeah, I really don't know what it is either unless Unless the Texans smooth a relationship and Watson doesn't demand a trade. Which, um, that if I'm betting, that's how I think this all plays yeah, out. Yeah, that's probably more than likely what's going to happen. But, I mean, once a player's checked out, he's checked out. And I, I think, what I think is interesting, and I think Nick brought this up in the group chat. Shout out to Nick. We'll get Nick on the pot again at some point. Yeah, maybe. He's kind of a diva. <laughs> he's a little, a little bit of a diva. Um but, like, a quarterback has agency in the NFL similar to... Like, a, a quarterback could have agency in the NFL similar to a way an NBA star does. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned. Like, if an NBA star wants something, they're so good and so powerful that they can pretty much get it. And the fact that Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause in his contract, on top of just the size of the contract itself... And the fact he's one of the two or three or four best players in the entire league, like he could wield that kind of power and say, "Yeah, you you guys, you guys cannot trade me. I'll I'll sit out, and you guys will waste your season, and everyone will look at you like you're stupid. Or you can just trade me, get a bunch of draft picks, move on, start over with your new coach and GM, pick the quarterback you want on a rookie deal, and whatever." Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of all the... I think it's the best case scenario for the 49ers in terms of if you are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, like, this checks every box. With the only... the I think the only exception is, like, all right, well, you're not getting a, a star quarterback on a rookie contract. But everything else is, like, a slam dunk, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I I am right there. I am right there with you. And there are, there are not a lot of things in the trade market that are off the table either. Like he's he. I I think Deshaun Watson is is that is that good. Like you 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 talked about the draft of of all the NFL players. Where does he go? And you said three. I said no. I think that's probably correct. He's, yeah, I think it's two or three. He's really, really damn good. Yeah. And he doesn't turn 26 until the start of next season, yeah. which is insane. He could be the guy for the next decade. Yes, and then some. Yeah. And, so. you know, in terms of, like, scheme fit or whatever, I mean... It's fine. Kyle <laughs> Shannon will figure it out. It's can you, fine. Can you, like the boot action stuff he can do and how many times did the Niners get in like a third and seven where they've got a throw and nothing's open so the quarterback just takes a sack rather than scrambling and making a play right like I'm envisioning Deshaun Watson you know being able to run around and he has Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk uh in a scramble drill trying to get open like it just it makes so much sense for the 49ers specifically and every other team, any team that can add a quarterback that good, you should do it. Right. And so with the Niners specifically, it's just, it's so easy to envision how he would be dominant in this offense. Yeah. And if you're wondering about scheme fit too, like this is kind of like a, um, you know, I, this might be a little far-fetched, but bear with me. Josh McDaniels in new England runs an offense that, has that translates to what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, right? That's why Jimmy Garoppolo um, integrated pretty pretty easily in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Like he the, the his skill set and what he was asked to do in the Patriots offense isn't all that dissimilar from what Kyle Shanahan wants to do in terms of decision making. Um, just it's the verbiage is different, and a lot of that's yeah. different, but the traits still exist. Bill O'Brien is a former Patriots. Bill Belichick offensive coach, right? Like he was a play caller in Houston for a long time. Um, and, you know, I think he he was the de facto offensive coordinator for most of Watson's time in Houston. So maybe, you know, if you're wondering like, well, can, can Watson run Kyle Shanahan's offense? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. he probably has the traits that... <laughs> And maybe that may that's probably overcomplicating it. Like Deshaun Watson's a baller and can probably ball in a lot of offenses. And I think Kyle Shanahan's a good enough play caller to be like, yeah, I could I could figure it out with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's what, get to. Go ahead. What do you think it'll happen? No. So I was gonna. I I I don't. Um. I just I. Maybe this is a a changing the start of a different era of the NFL, but I just can't fathom the Houston Texans aren't going to bend over backwards to make sure Deshaun Watson is happy. Even if that means Nick Casario going, all right, fine. Eric B he's the guy. Um, and, and making it work from there. And if that's what it's going to take and they're not going to do that, they better have a damn good explanation to Watson is why not. Right. Um, I just, I, I mean, I get all the things you laid out and why if Watson decides he's done, then, then, you know, that'll be a different story. But I just, I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, what would the odds have to be for you to wager $100? I'm giving you 100 bucks. You have to bet it. What would the odds the- have to be for you to wager $100 on yes? 
Like if it's if it's yes plus a thousand. Yeah, I mean I would do that. It's yeah. Um. Hmm. Plus five thousand. Ten to one. So it's a hundred to one, five hundred to one. Uh, you mean plus five hundred? Uh, yeah. What would it? What would it have to be? Be well. It's a tough question because, like, how like it's not necessarily how likely. Because if I thought it was super likely, it wouldn't be worth betting because the odds probably wouldn't wouldn't pay out, right? Right. Um, I don't know. Can we say there's a eight percent chance this happens? Eight percent. Okay, that's fine. Just right now, and maybe if Watson does demand a trade, maybe it bumps up to like thirty. And then if Watson says he likes he wants to come to the 49ers, then it's like probably ninety percent chance it happens. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just looking at looking at the landscape of the league, like I just think the Niners are in a really good spot from from what they could offer any star quarterback who suddenly wanted to get traded, right? Like Tom yeah. Brady wanted to come to the Niners last year. Totally. And I and I completely I agree with you. And if he demands a trade, then I will and I'm going to be following this, and if he demands a trade, then my tone will change. Yeah. But I just, until that happens, I'm going to be very wary. Because if I'm the Texans, they supposedly can't get a hold of him right now. But when they do, if I'm the Texans, I'm going, okay, how do we fix this? Like, who do you, what, what do you want us to do? Yeah, you'd be surprised how stubborn and sometimes stupid high-ranking NFL that's, officials can be. That's a good point, and it could be Casario becomes one of those guys who goes, I'm going to be Bill Belichick, and yeah. here's what he would do. He would say, F this, fine, we're going to trade you. But Yeah. I, I mean, he might be I a just, guy that's like three first-round picks. Are you kidding? I'm trying to... And I'm, potentially Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm, I'm trying to envision... I'm trying to envision sitting there and getting the notification from Adam Schefter... That says breaking Texans have agreed to trade quarterback Deshaun Watson to the 49ers for A, B, and C, and D and E and F and G, and <laughs> and maybe H and I as well. But I'm having a hard time envisioning that because I don't. We haven't seen it before. Right. The Khalil Mack thing, great. Saw it coming. The DeForest Buckner thing, a little bit surprising, but you saw the logic. No. Like, it just, this doesn't, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay even was like, wow, this is weird, but hey, he's a free agent. Yeah. This is, that would just be a completely unprecedented thing. And that's something I'm going to bet against until it becomes a situation that maybe is a little more precedented. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think it's, it's probably the best option potentially available. Like, of all, you know, the Matt Staffords, the Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryans, sticking with Garoppolo, drafting somebody. <clears throat> I mean, I think that this is easily the best case scenario for the 49ers if they do make a change at quarterback. Yeah, this is un- until until either all of this blows over in Houston or until free agency starts. Like, this is all that matters for the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, if I'm I, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, I'm I'm trying to do everything I can to get Deshaun Watson if he's available. Absolutely, I, I mean laying any groundwork that you need to lay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like 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 we said at the top, this isn't something where he's requested a trade. The Texans haven't made him available in a trade. 
but it's certainly worth keeping an eye on because I think the 49ers will be involved if it does, will be heavily involved if it does, if it does get to that point. Can we do some non-Niners news before we get out of here? Sure. What just, you got? Just real quick. You're a big Ohio State guy. The biggest. I'm Arguably, actually, some um, say some say the biggest Ohio State guy. Yeah, I'm actually. I don't tell a lot of people this, but I'm actually the Buckeye guy. And if you don't know who he is, throw him in the Google search. That's actually me. Um, I fly to Columbus every yeah. s- Saturday for every home game. Right. Um, uh, of course, pre-pandemic, obviously, and um, put on a fat suit. And uh, I'm the Buckeye guy. That's me. So, pretty pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> are you? I you lost me my train of thought with that. How excited are you as the Buckeye guy to learn that Mitch Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and Michigan are closing in on a five year extension? I I I don't know what Jim Harbaugh has on the the administrators at Michigan. I don't look at anything that's happened to the Michigan football program and all the big games that they haven't won or slash been competitive in, including against Ohio State. I don't understand why you're like, yeah, we need more of this guy. <laughs> like, I just Michigan don't get it. Michigan man. Yeah, I mean, they're they're so obsessed with the Michigan man thing. Like, I, I apparently that's more important than winning because they haven't won a big bowl game. Um, there's, there are a bunch of ridiculous numbers in terms of like their record against, you know, top 10 teams and like road games against ranked opponents. They haven't beaten Ohio state once since Jim Harbaugh has been there. Yikes. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's fun as, as somebody who went to Ohio state to be like, to, to not have to worry about Michigan, but frankly, like I would prefer Michigan be elite every year because that makes that makes the game a whole lot better when the stakes are really high. If Michigan's not good, the stakes are never really that high. Right. Um, so, and obviously if Ohio state beats Michigan and Michigan is really good, that helps Ohio state's chances, you know, rankings, sure. getting to the college football playoff and all that. So like, I would prefer Michigan be better. Like I'm kind of tired of Ohio state beating up on Michigan right now. Um, not like, I'm not you tired liar. of it. Like I enjoy watching it when it's on TV in Ohio state. They like Ohio state always has a running it's boring. Back for... It's lost a lot of its luster. Yeah. I I've seen it before. I want Michigan, Michigan to be good. I think there are a lot of good coaches out there. And I, frankly, I think it's kind of lazy for an elite program like Michigan to just ignore like some of the super talented assistants in the NFL or some of the other super talented up and coming coaches at smaller schools and just say, Nope. We need a Michigan man because that's the right. most important thing. Right. It's like I, I just don't know what Jim Harbaugh's doing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tie I'm gonna tie all this Ohio State stuff back to the 49ers as we close the pod with this. Okay. Todd McShay's first mock draft had Justin Fields falling to the 49ers at number twelve and they skipped him. Do you think that actually happens? Uh, Assuming they don't they trade for Deshaun him or Watson. that he falls to twelve. Uh, well, I I don't think he falls to 12. And to be fair, McShay said the only reason he slid that far was because he didn't do trades. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if he goes, I mean, let me, let me look at the draft order. I have this up. Um, I mean, Atlanta at four would be incredible. Philly at six would be justifiable. Detroit at seven. If they had to try to move on from Matthew Stafford, Carolina at eight. I don't think he's getting past Carolina at eight. Yeah, it just it, it feels it feels like he's gonna go a lot higher than that. But 
I I don't think the Niners would necessarily pick him at 12. But I also can't imagine if he's available at 12 that they don't trade back. Yeah, there could be another team like Pittsburgh or something wanting to trade up. Yeah, New um, England maybe. Yeah, I I go back and forth. Like, I didn't love Justin Fields as a prospect this season mm-hmm. um, until what he did against Clemson. That was awesome. It was awesome just from, like, an aesthetic standpoint, just, like, how incredible he looked while he was playing. And the fact that he was probably playing with cracked ribs, at least, yeah. and, like, a ruptured spleen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Nuts, the hits dude. he was taking and how much pain he was in and still just hucking these 60-yard passes um, to uh, to Olave, who I think would be a really interesting draft pick for the 49ers. Um, Chris Olave in rounds, I don't know second third day whatever let me guess and trey sermon as well no i i see this is the thing i get <laughs> accused of is being being from ohio state i think every ohio state player is good. No, that's the bit <laughs> i don't think every ohio state player is good i think the good ohio state players are good I, I i feel pretty comfortable in my hit rate in terms of watching ohio state and identifying the guys who are good from those teams um and i think fields could be really good but there's gonna be you know, there's there's going to be times during his rookie season where it's going to be a struggle. Um, and it happens to a lot of quarterbacks. But, like, I, I, I think his ceiling is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. Sure. Um, and he better have a good coach and good weapons around him. And I think you could definitely win with him. But if you're a bad team with, like, a defensive coach and right. no weapons, I, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work. But I, he, I think he would be a good pick for the 49ers. I don't know that if they picked him and made him their starting quarterback that I would feel awesome about their Super Bowl chances just because it's really tough to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. But him winning a Super Bowl at some point over the next five years would not be in, inconceivable to me at all if, if he was there for the 49ers at 12. We'll talk about that more with Matt Miller next week. Uh, Matt Miller from NFL Draft Scout. He will be joining us for Monday's pod, and I'm going to ask him about this. We can have a whole other discussion, I'm sure. We'll have plenty of draft content coming to you, uh, free agency content coming to you as we move into the offseason portion of the pod. Subscribe, rate, review. If you have not, tell your friends. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.